Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to No BS. Welcome back to No BS. Welcome back to the No BS podcast with Luis and Daniela. Um, make sure you guys tune into our other episode where we talk about Olivia Rodrigo, SNL, coronavirus. What else did we talk about in the other episode, Daniela? <laughs> um, oh, we talked about the real world reunion. So make sure you guys tune into all that pop culture tea. I wish I had something witty to call it. You guys should submit us names for something witty to call that set. Those, those, um, those segments that those exactly because right now they're just being titled whatever i can think of which a little background yeah. a little tea i do all the like uploading editing and editing yes. a little episode description so if you're like this is bad english this is not funny you can put the blame on no. me that's me but um talking about <laughs> in this episode we're going to talk about the drama that is bolo the bolo's nonsense um in salt lake city the reunion they just the women just keep on feeding us and then in drag race and yes we see the controversial they don't beat us so that <laughs> exactly the fans they're crazy so they had a lot to say over the past weekend but um let's just dive right in so the episode starts off with them getting ready because you know it's cynthia's bachelorette party and they just want to get freaky so they're all putting on their clothes their costumes getting ready at one point they're like trying to hide in the kitchen because they don't want cynthia to see her and i'm like for you guys if you guys don't watch the show and you guys just listen to our recaps you know that these women these women are thick they're thick in all the right places so to yes. see them trying to hide in the kitchen with their booze butts and everything else hanging out was like this is it this is the joke right like what were your thoughts when you were looking at them hiding? i was i was like ladies i could see you coming down from the stairs too bitches like you know, I like you could hide yeah it was it was chaotic um so they, after that, Cynthia sits down and Candy, Candy's voice, the voice she put on, my sister was like, this is hard for me to take her serious because her like demanding voice, like her mistress voice, it wasn't, it was a girl, really. No one's taking it serious. But uh, Cynthia sits down and they all come out from the kitchen and they reveal their looks and their alter egos. Candy names herself the mistress and she's the leader of the group. She's keeping everyone in check. So they give Cynthia her outfit and she goes upstairs. Marla goes in and helps her. Um... A little tea. I watched Candy's Speak On It YouTube channel where she reviews episodes. She said that the outfit that Marlo was wearing was not the one they gave her. She just had that in her closet. And I was like, Marlo, yeah, you, I was gonna say. you love to show off your body because <laughs> damn. You sex kid. I was like, that's not matching anyone else. I mean, I, I wasn't saying it looked bad, but... I was like, okay, girl, you don't match them. <laughs> yeah, so Cynthia is upstairs getting ready marlo's helping her and then they get ready or whatever they come downstairs i forgot to mention cynthia is given this vibrating panty by candy candy knows candy makes it candy does not make it a secret that she's a freak she likes to have fun so she gives her these vibrating panties yeah. and they like press the button and it starts buzzing on her and she's like straight up having like an orgasm not an orgasm because let's be honest but she was feeling it and all the ladies are just watching her like I don't know. I, is this something like is this I, normal to see your friends like get pleasure in front of you? No, no. I was like, how close are you, ladies? I was like, because I mean, I love my homegirls, but there's I just couldn't see us doing that together. A new level of friendship, exactly. So after Cynthia's getting pleasured, they go downstairs to go check out Bolo, and he's in a box, and he's wearing his little his mask, and you know, because it's all about safety here. We are in a freaking pandemic. The ladies are just like holding on and caressing the box and they're like thirsty, like savage animals. Like they want him. They 
they want him yes and i was telling my sister like well think about it this way like these women have been in quarantine half of them aren't married half of them don't got a man so they're just thirsty ready to be mm-hmm. clapped to say the least um so after eyeing him for a while they go back to the house and then he just starts his show um i don't really feel the need to go in depth with his little show because i mean <laughs> like whatever but what, what were your thoughts on his little performance I was very much like, okay, I didn't know strippers. You guys need to tell me I'm innocent minded. Okay. I'm a child of God. I didn't know strippers whipped out their penis like that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think it was glitching too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers for that. So after Bolo gives his show, um, Cynthia decides to get, well, she doesn't decide, but they put her on the sex swing and, I'm not here to question it's none of my business, but Cynthia seems to really enjoy yeah. Ken specifically whenever she's touchy feely. And Candy started humping. I mean, like she was mm-hmm. thrusting was like, her and she was like moan, like she wasn't moaning. Let's let's not, I'm not gonna reach her, but she was screaming in like an enjoyable kind of way. Like she was getting thrusted into and she was liking it. And I'm like, we love that. Like friends who hump each other stay together. Like, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, I've seen, I'm, I told you, I just finished my binge watch and Cynthia has always had a thing for candy. She's always like, let's kiss. And I'm like, what? <laughs> kiss, girl. Okay. And Candy's even made it a thing. Like, like um, I know y'all know I've had a threesome before, but I don't know why you bitches think I'll have a threesome with y'all. Yeah. And so, I was watching it like, like, I mean, the more the mirror start undressing. Let's just watch it. Let's have some fun. I'm kidding. Um, Not after the that- more the merrier. <laughs> We see Kenya rolling around on the floor. And I don't know if she was drunk, but she was really feeling herself. Like she was opening her legs, busting it wide open, showing off the yeah. cheeks. What did you think about? How did you see her <laughs> doing this? Like, what were your thoughts on that? She was giving Latoya vibes from the first night at the mystery mur- murder mystery party. I know that seems like five years ago, but um, <laughs> I was like, this bitch is like, is she high or something? Or is she just really drunk? Because this is not Kenya. Kenya's not the type to do this. If anything, she's going to judge the others for doing that. So I was laughing when Pusha was like, buzzed it open. <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing I did want to know is that, bitch. I don't know if you watch them around, you, usually they have an after show. Um, the after show okay. started just last night. So you should definitely go on bravotv.com. It might be on YouTube at this point. Go check it out because Kenya made it a point mm-hmm. to be like in her interview um, and the after show, she kept being like, that's nothing. He People were calling it, people can say he has a horse dick, but I, I'd call it a pony. And I'm like, is this you? Like rewatch the episode. She's moaning and groaning and screaming. Exactly. Which brings me to my next point. She's the one who tells Portia, like, I want, she says boho i think she's drunk she's like i want boho back bring boho back so portia yeah. goes and calls bolo and she's like it's funny because portia put on her sexy voice she was like yeah can you come back we just want a party and it's like i was cringing but oh i was God. like whoa 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 portia like <laughs> i see portia, like, portia williams <laughs> yeah it was it was a whole moment um so after that, they've kind of been filming for a while now. So the ladies are like, can you, specifically Candy, she's like, can you turn off the cameras? Because we're going to have some real fun. So they start to demic. They're all just getting more comfortable. And then she's like, all right, everyone get ready. Put your masks on. He's going to come back. He comes back. And at this point, they say bye to production. No one, no one's there. Like no producer, no cameraman is there. And they're like, you guys, let's, let's turn off the cameras. Let's tape them up. So we see Portia. We see Tanya. We see yeah. Candy. They all go to the little mini cams they have her on 
in the corners of the house and they tape them up and they start moving them so that they're not visible because their logic yeah. was we want to have fun and we don't want to like like you people i feel like they were against us i feel like they they were thinking i don't want you to see me grinding you don't need to see me humping this person mm-hmm. you don't need to see all of that um exactly which, spoiler alert we still saw a lot of it but um we still heard a lot of it <laughs> Once the cameras were turned off, we see shadows and we see voices. And let me just read to you guys some of the things they said. So Portia was like, one of you bitches is eating me tonight. Shamia was like, are you a whole ass lesbian? And it's just bumping and grinding. Um, so th- it's the next oh day. So after that, the next day we see Kenya and she just breaks it all down because, you know, she wasn't enjoying herself. She felt they need to like take notes and like let everyone know what exactly. was happening. So she goes, um, yeah, we were. I was downstairs. We see that Bolo shows Cynthia his dick. Like the captioning, like the the closed captioning that they had for us to to read. I was like, is this really happening? He was like, yeah. People on tour think this shit is fake. And then Cynthia's like, she's like moaning. She's like not moaning. Yeah. But she's like calling out for chocolate, which is Kenyan. What did you think about him doing that? I'm like, is this like you said? I I've never been to a strip club. Like, are girls gonna start? Do girls get naked like at the strip? Like, how does this work? Like, yeah, I'm very confused. I thought, I know that there's, I know that the the sentiment of stripping is you're stripping away all your clothes, but I've always thought that they're stripping away to like pasties, like, and then the guys are stripping away to thongs with like the butt cheeks hanging out. I didn't know they were like bringing out their whole penis. So (laughs) I was very confused by the audio, like where he was like, yeah, you want to see this? And Cynthia brings it up later about how she'll tell Mike, but I'm like, wait, like you seem very devoted to him. So I don't see why you would have been okay with a guy whipping out his old dick in front of you, like, and showing you and probably pleasuring himself. Like, were you guys pleasuring yourselves in front yeah, of him? Like, I, I was don't, very again, confused. And, the, and I told my sister, which is like, it was kind of awkward watching this with my siblings, but it was like, it if was, I was very awkward. Just if I was in that position <laughs> and I know damn well because they mentioned like titty sucking. So I can just imagine my future yeah. wife, like if we're at that point, we're um, engaged or whatever, we're not married yet. Yeah. I can only imagine what my feelings were. Like I can only imagine what I'd be feeling if I knew that some man's dick was on her being anywhere around her. Like that's not okay. Exactly. Like what? Am I a prude? How or does vice, this- no, or vice versa. If I was engaged to somebody and I loved him very much. And it's not even people can say, oh, they want like, oh, but she just she looked, but she didn't touch. Like if a girl had her titties out around him, around my fiance, I wouldn't want him to like pay any attention. Just like I wouldn't try to pay any attention to like a guy, a stripper whipping out his dick for me. So I was just very much confused. I was like, yeah, you guys are having fun. You really don't have to answer to us, the fans. You really just have to answer to your partners if that's what you want. But I was very confused by the by what was happening in this moment i was yeah, like what is it, bolo doing it was is a he whole clapping someone's cheek or <laughs> cheeks or is he just fucking oh yeah. no so <laughs> continuing on we see that Porsche and latoya are making out which i mean they were really enjoying like, themselves they were i mean both of them are single so they can enjoy each other <laughs> exactly after that we see that it's 6 a.m and kenya says she hears moans groans voices from multiple people oh and then we see that bolo leaves at 7 a.m we then see drew and cindy are kind of talking about it and they're just kind of recapping what happened and they both kind of end their conversation with being like well we want to be open and honest like no one's gonna no one's gonna catch us slipping which i'm like drew you were like grinding from 
our understanding, you were like grinding on him. And then Cynthia, you saw his whole dig. So I don't know how their men are going to react. Exactly. To this. Like, are they going to not to be petty, but are they going to be able to like fill up a girl's tits? Like, are they going to go see some boobs all up in their face? I mean, Mike Hill, he seems very sensible, very logical. So I feel like, yeah, he'll be hurt, but more like hurt because he loves her so much. Ralph, on the other hand, will probably... Drew can do whatever the fuck she wants. Ralph was gone to Tampa for three fucking days, okay? So... Oh, there it is. After that, we see them get ready because they're going to go fishing, which Marlo is so damn extra. She wore, like, this designer outfit, what's new, and some heels to go fishing. <laughs> Ma'am, what are you doing? But um, as they're, as they're getting ready, Kenya comes down, and she's just being an instigator. She's like, I heard some things. Y'all were being freaky. Drew, what did you do? The bed situation, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. everyone's just like everyone's kind of like realizing she's a buzzkill and they're just like well what happened to being confidential and what happened to just keep it to yourself and we're just having a good time which like you said you made a good point um we're not fucking their significant others they don't need to answer to the fans to each other um they just have to answer to their significant others like it shouldn't be that big of a deal but um we'll get into that later and we then see cynthia and kenya and they're just talking about the girls being together and how Everything went down. And you know what did bother me the most besides Kenya being fucking annoying and entering her fucking opinion unneeded or wanted was the fact that it almost felt like she and I could be reaching here. You guys let me know. It almost like she was trying to shame them. And not only that, but like, yes, she almost came across as homophobic because she kept bringing on like, yeah, they were they were on each other. Uh, Portia, Latoya, they were making out. They were grinding. And it's like, yeah, they were doing a lot of that. And it, it wasn't like. And it's funny to see the juxtaposition between them two and then the other girls because they keep doing this back and forth thing. And we see Portia and Marlo basically basically be like, wow, like Kenya really surprised me. She had a good time. She was enjoying herself. And Drew was like, yeah, she was. They were like hyping her up. Yeah, they were like, we were so happy to see her. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Kenya's being like homophobic and being bitchy about the whole situation. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I thought I was reaching to, I was like, this is kind of coming off a little homophobic, but I mean, I wasn't going to tweet or anything because Kenya stands can be very like vicious. I mean, people were saying you guys would be just like Kenya. She's doing the investigating for us. And I was just like, yeah, there's like investigating because you missed out on the fun and you want to know what the tea is. And then there's like investigating because you want to shame them for having fun. Like you, you were right there with them having fun. You you were probably there for a couple minutes at the little after party too. Yeah, I'm like, you weren't about shaming like, people. Hello? You have a daughter. You have a baby in the house. Meanwhile, this man's dick exactly. is flailing everywhere. Like, you want to talk about shame? I mean, like we said, let's not get too into that because, you know, the Kenya fans, Kenya fans are you know, something else. But it's the truth. Like, if you want to call people oh, out, God. let's call it all out. But um, Latoya eventually joins Cynthia and Kenya and they start interrogating or mainly Kenya she's like interrogating Latoya she's like where were you what was what were you doing at this time and of course Latoya just conveniently conveniently shows her receipt where I guess she posted on Instagram at 6 a.m but we'll get into that later and then Shami and Tanya join and Tanya this you could look at this two ways Tanya was bothered by it because she did in fact sleep with the guy and she doesn't want to be exposed or two she just wasn't involved with that whole situation, that alleged threesome, and she feels like her name is being slandered, drugged through the mud. What yeah. were your thoughts when Shami and Tanya joined Kenya and Latoya in them? Well, I also thought of it this way, too. Um, they all had an agreement that whatever happened last night stays 
in the like stays like that like we're not like yeah we could talk about how much fun we had but let's not bring up maybe any adultery that happened if that did happen you know like they all had an agreement within each other I'm not saying Tanya was part of it I'm just saying maybe they all had an agreement whoever had the threesome was part of the threesome with Portia and Bolo had said oh like nobody bring this shit up like no not to bring this up and everybody agreed with it and everybody was like yeah of course no worries because girl code you know so I thought of it that way too with Tanya like she was probably part of the agreement with whoever she saw she may have saw like go in there with them you know exactly which like we said this is our speculation I'm gonna go ahead this was I saw a comment on one of the posts of the fan accounts basically the comment was like my the way I received this was that Portia did in fact sleep with the guy. It's all alleged. We don't know. Yeah, for and sure. Tanya didn't. They were thinking that Latoya did it, and then she was just calculated as far as like, well, I'm gonna make sure I record a video so in case they they call me out. And also the fact that yeah, later on Latoya is upset by Kenya calling everyone out because she basically said like, hey, she's trying to make our fun into a problem, and I'm not okay with that. I don't know if you were to just give me your honest opinion who do you think were the two involved especially before I before you go what makes me think it might have been yeah. too is that the fact that she was all up on Portia so if she was already all up on Portia what's not gonna exactly. cause me to think that they were just they just added Bolo later on okay I have two answers Latoya and Portia obviously but I also have my second answer Tanya and Portia but Tanya not the way we think I'm was thinking Tanya woman? was in the room maybe do you get me because she talks about how much she loves Paul I don't see that happening do you get me like I don't see her actually letting someone penetrate that sounds so bad but I don't see her letting so like I don't see her actually having active sex with someone you know what I'm thinking and people are gonna be like uh damn girl okay you freaky thinking like that but she what if she was just in the room either a hyping it up or B, she was doing her own thing in the room. Like <laughs> maybe she was turned, she was turned on by watching them. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> she had but that's now that you okay now call me Nancy Drew because I'm gonna put the puzzle pieces together <laughs> as soon as you said. But that. we're not doing it to shame. We're doing know, it just do to your be, thing. You know, like hey, she had exactly. live porn. That could be live porn right there. Um, you exactly. know what? You know what I'm thinking. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's what was the case. Like. I think Portia and Bolo. If it were, does turn out to be Tanya. We're, mm-hmm. Exactly. We're getting their groove on. And then she was watching. And you know what makes me think that this is probably what happened is the fact that if you go back and watch the trailer, they use audio of Tanya saying she can she can blank really good. So my thing is maybe Tanya's in the corner watching, I don't know, pleasuring herself and just hyping. Do whatever. Exactly. Do whatever exactly. she's doing and hyping her <laughs> up. Because why would you say she can fuck really good? If like mm-hmm. you're not, I don't know. That's my logic. I could be wrong. It could be right. We'll see. That's why that's my answer. Yeah. But I mean, again, there's fun in investigating and trying to figure out what happened because on the drama side, on the TV side, which is like, okay, bitches, like, and okay, let's, let's know the tea. And then there's the whole thing where people are like shaming them for having this fun again they don't have to answer to us if they cheated on somebody they can answer to their partner like that's their own business exactly it's their their business so moving on i kind of glossed over it but the girls are 
fishing. Marlo catches a shark. They all had a good time. Love that for them. We then see Kenya going at it again. And she just keeps going on about this is the bolo court. And what were you doing at this hour? Just basically being a fucking annoying. Let's be honest. Call it what it is. And then yeah. I like how Candy made it a point to be like, so you you were there listening? You waited 45, you made your baby wait for 45 minutes, which I don't think Kenny's yeah. going to be too happy about that comment. Hopefully she addresses at the reunion and her and Candy go at it because I, I, I've been saying it since day one. I don't like their relationship. Candy can do so much better. Kenya's hateful. No. Candy is, I love the way that Candy claps back to people. I've said it before, the two people who can handle Nini, who can bark at Nini, are <laughs> Portia and Candy. They are the ones that can hold their own with Nini. Kenya can say she can hold her own with Nini all she wants, but I don't really see it. Portia and Candy can hold their own with Nini. So with Candy, whenever she's like bulldozed by Candy, I'm like, there's so much you can say. There's so much you can do. So much. And yet you choose not to. Like... I love the way she came at her for ruining the engagement. So I was just like, yes, bitch. Yeah, I like that. Talk about 45 minutes. I I like that side of Candy where she doesn't take her bullshit. I know you're friends. I know you're like, if you're friends with someone, you don't want to bulldoze them and be bitchy to them because you're a friend. But at the same time, hold them accountable. And that's what we want. Um, I mean, to quote her last season, I'm embedded in your motherfucking brain, bitch. Like she has no qualms about. Mm -hmm. It's like, keep that same energy with Kenya. But I digress. Kenya then makes it a point to be like, I heard multiple voices. That's that's the thing, guys. I heard multiple people. And I know it was Portia because I just know her. I know her voice. And she kind of implied <sighs> that it's Kenya without yeah. I mean, we we all know she fucking has a no, continue, we know it's them. Hard on for Tanya. <laughs> you said it, not me. We then see Cynthia and she calls Marlo because she's <laughs> like, I need advice on my earrings, but it's just a ploy to get Kenya and Marlo together to, you know, resolve their issues. They talk, they apologize, they're besties, whatever, whatever. Nobody cares. At the same time, we see Shamia and she goes to Tanya and Portia and she basically just spills the tea and she tells them, this is what happened. This is what Kenya's saying. Portia, like we, like I said earlier, Portia didn't really get too bothered. She's like, yeah, fuck that bitch. We're not friends. I don't give a fuck. But it's more Tanya who gets bothered and is, and is upset by the situation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, like I hate when seasons, like season finales don't come to a conclusion. I want to know. I want to see video. I want to see Tanya whether exactly. she was getting fucked or not like i want to know the this the end of the story whether she walked into that room or not you know exactly Gosh. we need an ending but um after that we also see kenya be like oh yeah marlo we're the only two who didn't participate in that nonsense and marlo's like yeah, i heard stuff too like of course they're they're reveling in the drama and of course them being friends is because they're hating on other people like really that's not a real friendship like y'all yeah. it's a mess so the episode ends with Kenya and Marlo coming downstairs and Shamia's like, yay, let's clap. Like, Jesus fixed it, blah, blah, blah. And Portia is bothered. She's like, this bitch who isolated everyone all of a sudden has a friend. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course it is Kenya. Of course it's with Marlo. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Latoya also was kind of bothered. And she made a comment like, oh, do you, do you want to sit next to your friend? Like, do you want to do you two want to sit next to each other? And then Marlo's mm-hmm. like, no, it's fine. I'll sit in front of my friend right here. Hey, Portia. And she's just like, hey, like, clearly this is bothering Portia. And they're like, well, let, yeah. let us pray. Let us, you know, pray before we eat. And she's like, I don't feel like praying. And then it ends there. We're left on a to-be-continued screen. I know I rambled on, be- but there was so much to talk about. Overall, what are your thoughts yeah. on this episode? Uh, I just, I wish we would have gone to the bottom of it. 
but at the same, I'm just so scared to know the answer. I just, uh, I hope, it, it, I hope it's like what we said, like Tanya was just in there doing her own thing, you know, or maybe I'm reaching here. Maybe she was just hooking up with Portia. Do you get me? Cause she could have just been hooking up with Portia and like Bolo <laughs> could have been hooking up with Portia. Do you yeah, get it's, me? It's a whole lot of mess, but, um, <laughs> and you, we talked about this, I think in the previous episode that Tanya's still with Paul, like they're still together. So clearly whatever yeah. she did, if she like exposed herself, to they've what- worked through it exactly so i guess in the end that's all that matters but uh i'm sad to say that we're not going to be seeing tanya after this trip and after this trip that really doesn't make her case we can thank any better we can thank stupid ass kenya for that (laughs) oh no i just she i get bothered so much i just don't understand how people can like her there's not that many redeeming qualities of her moving on from our atlanta peaches to our Salt Lake City snow bunnies, my queens. Um, a reunion is still going. Part two did not disappoint. Or maybe it did. I don't know, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> Yikes. So part two starts off with, um, we start with Mary and Andy just kind of ask her, asks her about the entire hospital comment. And Mary goes into like this whole conversation about how she had her odor glands removed and she starts talking about puss filled boils and all the ladies are like what the fuck is she talking about but either way it's still it gets Jen rolling and going on and on about how she found it very insensitive that Jen that Mary would even make that hospital comment when she didn't even go to the hospital that day so she doesn't even know what she's talking about and Mary this is Mary just I love Mary because it's so clear that she did not really watch any she didn't really have any awareness any like thing any awareness thank you so when she's like talking she was just like okay yeah I said you smell like hospital okay (laughs) and it's like Jen's like but you never apologize and Mary's like yes I did I apologize on television and it's like girl you're on television right now too. And you're apologizing again. And like Lisa Barlow says, roll the footage, honey, roll the footage. And we see Mary did apologize to Jen. We all saw it in the, in the second episode. And um, Jen's like, no, that wasn't sincere when you apologize then. So again, Mary apologizes. And I was just like, girl, you did not need to apologize, but whatever, to each their own. So then it kind of, it, um, it keeps going with Mary and Andy brings up, the controversial comments that she's made um, about how she's afraid of people standing outside of convenience stores. And obviously he's like, do you mean men? Do you mean black men? And Mary kind of puts herself in like this awkward position where she says, no, I'm not talking about black men. Although I do prefer lighter skinned men to, to darker skinned men, or I do prefer white men to black men. And then they're like, girl, you're not making yourself look any better. But I like that at the end, she kind of, she kind of like brings it back and she's like, okay, I myself am black. I love my culture. I love all shades of um, black people and I'm not prejudiced whatsoever. So she kind of saved herself at the end, but I was like, that's not going to undo anything that just came out of your mouth because you really do not know what's coming out of your mouth. Like, I don't think you hear yourself, 
But I mean, she promises that she's not, that when she sees people outside of convenience stores, she doesn't mean black men. She just means sketchy people. And I mean, I have that fear too sometimes. Like when I, when I used to walk and I would see a white man or something coming towards me or even on the bus, like you've taken the bus. Yeah, Why you have to come be... on the bus <laughs> and they'll, they look, they're like trying to, and I'm just like, why the fuck are you sitting right next to me when there's like 11 other fucking seats open? So I understand that, like the men being sketchy part, but she didn't help herself when she just kept going out about light skin. Yeah, some of the things she yeah. said came across, I don't know if you could say racist, but it was really like colorist and she did come across as ignorant. And I was like, Mary, 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 if you are not this, exactly. if you are not the things you say, if you're not the things that they're, you know, claiming you are, you didn't help yeah. yourself. I mean, I exactly. I mean, yeah, homegirls, I can't wait to watch her dig deeper holes. Then Andy asked her about the drama at the hip hop party, which she wasn't even in attendance, but she was still running rent free through these bitches' minds. <laughs> and basically, that's when Mary has to admit, she has to admit whether Whitney was telling the truth about Lisa and Meredith being afraid of Jen. And she she basically says, okay, yeah, it wasn't the truth. They didn't ever say to me that they were scared of her. I just said that they seemed scared of her. And I was so happy that she fucking said that because it's like, okay, now you guys can't get mad at Whitney. Like she was just repeating what she heard. I understand that that's not good either, but you guys kind of owe a fucking apology to Whitney, Lisa, for being like, you fucking liar. She didn't know she was lying. Mary seemed very fucking convincing. So then- you see her being like, um, Heather kind of comes, jumps in, of course. Let's take another shot for Heather and Lisa fighting this entire episode. Heather has to jump in and she says, oh, um, I I know you're scared of her, Lisa. I know you're scared of Jen, Lisa. And we're getting away from Mary at this point. I'm just like, is this not Mary's segment though? Yeah, they're like, a little Does everyone give a fuck about Mary? Um, and they roll the footage of an unused scene between Jen at, or between Lisa and Heather about how Heather basically says that Jen does scare the shit out of her, but never do we see Lisa say that Jen scares the shit out of her. But I mean, girl, you like, don't really stand up to her. Like every time Jen opens your mouth, this is Lisa. Lisa and Heather are basically the same person too. This is Lisa. Oh, Jen, no, I totally understand where you're coming from, Jen. Like people just don't understand you. And it's like, girl, that's, you know, she's being a bitch. So tell her she's being a bitch. So it's like, I mean, I'm not saying you're scared of her, but you're fucking scared of her. I mean, so that's anyway. the like, impression that they get because like you said, they're not like calling her out on her bullshit. So I'd exactly. Be, I'd be thinking the same thing, but I guess it's wrong for anyone to assume that. But I mean, it, come, it comes across that way. Mary wasn't wrong. Okay, I stand by that. <laughs> then Meredith gets dragged into conversation because Heather, again, Mary's segment, but Heather and Lisa are going at it. Heather's like, Lisa's a bad friend to her. And Meredith, the homegirl was gone this entire episode. She was like, She said like three things. She was on some CBD oil, maybe oh, too. No. But um, she's like, Meredith kind of stops the conversation and she's just like, well, actually, I draw the line in the sand anytime anybody talks about my marriage. You're not my friend if you talk about my marriage, basically. And she's like, I'm never going to let that happen again. Not even once. Got it? And, you know, she's fucking talking about Jen. But then we go back to Mary, finally. And Angie just asked her about her marrying Robert Sr. And, okay, it got even fucking more confusing because 
she said on the show that it was in her grandmother's will for her to marry Robert Sr. Apparently, again, there was no there was no mention of that in the will. Oh no. They just her grandmother just told her privately that she was to marry Robert Sr. This uh, we can't make this up, people. Like Mary is just a walking surprise. She's just fabulous. like she needs to get her act <laughs> together with these little like lies exactly lies stories exactly she's gonna get caught up and then it's gonna be like lady people want you off the show if you're just gonna be a walking disaster and she's enjoying to watch but sometimes it's like after a while it's like okay bitch you have to at least remember something you said (laughs) so (laughs) she goes on to say that her and robert senior have not been intimate at all for several years and they even sleep in separate bedrooms and I was just like, girl, okay, good for you. But then the next part I'm going to ask you about is they brought up the recording and you and I had talked about in previous episodes, oh, are they going to bring up the recording about her congregation? What did you think of her excuse that, yes, that's her in the recording talking about calling her people in the congregation out for being poor? What did you think of her excuse about how she, it was taken out of context and she was talking about the Bible? What did you think? Okay. For starters, she said it was taken out of content. So she can't even distinguish, (laughs) differentiate between context and content. She's already sketchy. Like, bitch, what's up? (laughs) Second, I'm sorry. As much as a a stand that I am for Mary, I call bullshit. You called them poor. It was not taken out of context. Like, I watched the video back. You're coming across as shady. She was trying to come up with this story of, well, God called us disciples. And I'm not a religious person. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about, but it did not make sense. And I'm not buying it. Bottom line, she was being shady. And not only is she coming across as a colorist, she's coming across as fucking classes. So like, lady, you need to get together. Get it together. I mean, I told you the IRS is watching, girl. So they're watching you with all these bags, this closet full of shoes. They're watching five homes. And your five homes that you don't let people rent. Um, then she even goes on to say that uh, her church is not a cult, which Andy says a lot of people call their out on online. And she's like, it's the Pentecostal church takes a lot from Mormonism. And then Heather's like, oh, well, yeah, Mormonism has been called a cult too. And then of course we get Lisa. No, yeah, it's not a cult. I'm part of it. And I was like, you guys <laughs> which, are not helping anybody's case. Yeah, my like quick cause... comment on religion is, to each their own believe in what you believe in that it is what it is but yes. that could be said about any religion they give exactly true is cult vibes i mean as long as your religion as long as your religion is not teaching you to harm others and you're using it as an excuse to harm others to each their own you know so if mary's running a cult good for her <laughs> no, next good. we see <laughs> we move on to heather who we see her whole package about growth and self-acceptance. And um, we go on to see that Heather, you know, she's gotten a lot of messages from marginalized Mormons, like uh, Mormons from the LGBTQ community, Mormons of color, former Mormons, um, people like that. And Lisa jumps in. I think she was trying to like relate to Heather, like trying to bury the hatchet maybe, but I don't know. She's like, I get a lot of messages like that too. And I was like, okay, thank you for sharing that. You definitely I wanted to be know. besties in that moment. I, we are, everyone watching totally caught that. She was like, yeah, same. And, and was Heather like, was, Heather gave no reaction. 
I saw a few tweets online about how, what if Heather's the mean girl and Lisa's actually the nice person? But I was like, honestly, they both strike me as mean girls. Yes. Like, right? Like, I'm not yeah. reaching. They both strike me as mean I'm, girls. I'm telling you, so Lisa I'm, is the more upfront. Her excuse is, I'm just honest, blunt, and direct, which, yeah. I mean, whatever. But and that's then, not an excuse to be mean Exactly. Either, and yeah. then Heather is the more underhanded, I'm telling you, she's trying hard to be the fan favorite. She's trying to be. I watched Housewives this many years. My dream is yeah. through. I'm standing next to Andy. Like I see through her bullshit. She's not so innocent herself. T, thank you. I I was like, mm, Heather, there's certain moments. I'm just like, girl, you are definitely putting on a show. Like this constant persona that you're trying to see like i'm jealous of my friends like it's gonna get old we need you to go some confidence please <laughs> exactly um then we circle back all the way to how lisa claimed that she didn't know heather and of course we all found out that lisa is the one who recommended heather for the show so heather calls her out and says why would you say you don't know me if you recommended me like why would you recommend somebody that you don't know like, do you get me? The what fucking do you that? irony. You... It was trig. It was triggering. I was. I in that moment, I did feel for Heather. It's like, really, bitch. I'd be like, exactly. you fucking asshole. Like, you're not gonna come here, act like you don't fucking know me when you're the reason I'm on the show, or not the the main reason, exactly. but you helped. You attributed to that. I'll tell you guys this. I just came up with this analogy for you, New Jersey fans. Analogy, um, this comparison. Oh no. Um, Lisa is regina george jen shaw is gretchen wieners and heather is katie heron because she wants to be liked by them so bad i totally see that and I, she's a mean girl I totally she's see a that. mean girl without really does that make meredith no winnie's karen's no mary's karen smith <laughs> yikes oh no so i mean i totally understand heather girl how the fuck are you gonna say you don't know me so then again, we get the subject brought up about how Jen chooses Lisa and Meredith over Heather. And um, we see them just go back and forth about how, and Jen says, yeah, the first time I ever thought about this was when you told me at the spa. And it's just a big thing. Again, I think to me, it's like, Jen, stop looking for validation in others and learn something from the package that they showed you and learn to love yourself because Take away all the fact that you want to be liked so much by everybody. I feel like I would like her if that wasn't what she put out in the world. Oh, I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. It's like, girl. So then production breaks for lunch and we see a little behind the scenes. Not really behind the scenes. The fucking cameras kept rolling because they knew something <laughs> was going to fucking happen. They're Heather so shady. Can we talk about that real just, quick? That they were like, break, break, yes. break. No, you know damn well they were fucking ready to be like, okay, get on like, fight. It's going to happen. Exactly. These bitches look like they're gearing up for a fight. And so Lisa and Heather keep arguing this entire time they're arguing. I can't even tell you what the fuck they were arguing about because I tuned out just like Andy and just like Meredith, I tuned out. Andy was sitting in his fucking chair and I thought, I thought it was so fucking hilarious that he wasn't even paying attention to any of them. He was on his phone. I was like, he was on his phone. Like he didn't really give a fuck. And then Meredith was like, Andy, are you like, are you tired of us already? And he was just like, girl, this is my life. Like you act like I don't see these fights all the time <laughs> exactly. when we break for lunch. Like you act like I wasn't there when these bitches have to like walk off stage. Um, and I'm just like, oh gosh, like they're just going over and over again. And it's like, okay, 
just move along. But obviously Heather's not interested in moving along. She even fucking said it. I'm not going to move forward. I'm not going to move forward. And I was like, so are we going to get this in season two? Because then I'm tuning out, bitch. I'm going to watch all the other fucking bitches. Yeah, people were saying that they kind of felt like Heather was looking for a storyline. They're like, at this point, if she doesn't want to move on, she wants to have a problem. She wants to have a storyline going into next season. And like you said, it's not going to be like, this is not a big feud. Like, we don't know these people. This isn't season exactly. 10 this is not no Porsche Kenya status like you guys are new exactly. it's, I, in my opinion it's not that big of a deal so just move on Heather because then you're gonna look exactly. like the villain not Lisa exactly I'm like I thought the the long-standing feud was gonna be Mary and Jen I was like if anything it's gonna be Lisa and Heather who drag this on forever and ever so then they're kind of um they're still going back and forth and Heather accuses Lisa of not having Meredith's back enough during the reunion. But I'm like, Meredith hasn't even fucking spoken, but okay. And Lisa like fucking breaks. She's just like, what, what are you talking about? And Meredith and Whitney are trying to like help them all like calm down. They end up leaving to go get fucking Advil. I gotta get my Advil. Mary, Mary pulls in Andy and she's just sitting there. Like she has her head in her hand. (laughs) Jen is gone. I don't know where the fuck Jen fucking went. She probably went to the bathroom. And then Heather just points out that Lisa's in last place in life. And Lisa's done. She walks off and she's in tears. She's in the back. She's talking to a um, like a producer or uh, like a Bravo exec. And she's just like, what do you think about this, Noah? And I was like, Noah does not give a fuck. Noah does not care. And she's there with John and she's crying to him too. And again, give Lisa Snowflake to John because I'd Uh-oh. rather watch him. He was just like, okay, sweetie, like calm down. And then they're all getting back and we're left on a to be continued because Lisa does not return. And Andy is like, where is Lisa? I will say something I did not talk about was when Lisa was trying to say, Meredith, do you think I haven't had your back? Do you think, am I not a good friend? And Meredith, point blank says I wasn't listening (laughs) and I was like that explains everything of Meredith this entire episode if she had not laughed or called Andy out like being like oh are you tired of us yet I would have forgotten she was there I need my queen to engage a little bit I mean I will say like she's still my homegirl I still love her but I'm like girl jump in there sometimes like get in there call them out okay here's the thing it's funny how every I saw this tweet going around. So many people were talking about it. This person was like, I love the fact that something along the lines of I love the fact that my favorite housewife on this show is the one who disengages, the one who never engages. Like she literally has to do nothing and people are in love with her. And it's weird because I'm in that same boat. Something about her. her I don't want to say it's like yeah. that. the fact that she has this like I'm better than you attitude. It's just that she knows she's mm-hmm. like she doesn't need to put up with bullshit. Um yeah but Meredith we want to see you because when you were giving us those ice queen vibes um giving Erica Girardi Erica Jane a run for her money in that finale when you were looking at Jen and you were like you are not gonna fuck with me like we want that we want that so engage a little more (laughs) but see the difference between Erica Girardi and Meredith is that Meredith actually shows us her life Erica (laughs) Girardi does not oh and that's she. but yeah that's basically that wraps up my Salt Lake City recap ready for next week the conclusion with the husbands and i know how much you love sharif so i'll make sure to um, have lots of notes on him okay lots of notes 
lots and lots of notes. Speaking of lots of notes, I have a shitload. So let's just dive right in. So I'm going to be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 8. Hopefully you guys are still listening at this point in the podcast and the episode. If you're not, come back. So the episode starts off with the elimination. Everyone is upset because Lala Reed just got eliminated, which that that elimination is controversial because people don't like Elliot and they thought Lala should have stayed. But go listen to the other episode for us to talk about that. Um, Olivia has her second win and Utica basically got screwed over. They were like, oh, Mm -hmm. how did you feel? And because she's so nice, she was like, I had great. You guys are all great. Everything's great. Rosé is happy with her placement and Denali is triggered. She's like, I'm mad. Like, I didn't deserve to just be safe. I deserve to be at the top and win. And I'm starting to dislike Rosé even more. I know that's like, that's possible. I, I'm starting to hate her. Like, she was like, Denali, when Denali first beat me in the lip sync, she thought she was that bitch. But it's not possible for that because I'm that bitch. And we oh, love gosh. confidence. We love people, you know, loving themselves. But Rosé, calm down because Denali is that bitch. I don't know. From those two, I mean, that's it's a given. How do you see their little friendly rivalry going on? I mean, it's obvious that they're close, but I was just like, Rosé, between the two of you, while I'm growing, you're going to dislike her even more. I'm going to like Rosé even more. But I was like, but between the two of you, I'm rooting for Denali. I just hope you know that. Okay. So <laughs> if, last week, Denali did deserve to be on the top. I said that in the last episode, listen to that. But I was very upset that she wasn't because that fucking runway look was everything. So I was very upset. Very, very exactly good. exactly so moving on rue comes into the workroom and he tells them that the maxi challenge is social media the unverified rusical they then go through the script and they're picking parts and a majority of them just kind of pick their parts there's no discussion about it everyone just gets who they want well that wasn't the case for denali because denali goes i want these two i want this one or this one Utica's like well i want this one so i'm gonna take it and then denali's like mm-hmm. okay well then i'll take the other one and Rosé's like, no, 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 I want that one. I'm the musical theater queen. I'm the singer. Oh, God, That's mine. yeah. And everyone's like, how about we just make them audition? Like, both of you guys go, and then we'll decide. So Rosé goes, and she's just being her extra self, her musical theater self. And I don't know if you guys noticed this shady moment, but the producers made sure to edit in music for her because then it's Denali's turn, and crickets there's no soundtrack there's no background music i found this to be so fucking shady, shady. as a denali yes. stand i was bothered by it. i was like is this happening like y'all are really not gonna help her out like bitchiness but after that after the little audition all the girls vote and it's like a two to seven vote and denali has no chance so the part is given to rose at this point we see rose being ecstatic and we see denali she's like over it she doesn't care about it because she didn't get the part she wanted what did you think of this little audition that they held? I was like, you guys are shady. Um, who's the one who brought up the audition? Was it Olivia? I think it was, huh? It was Ellie, I think. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I was like, you, that person's shady as hell. Like, what the fuck? After that, we see them practicing, and then they get a video call. They get a room mail, and it's Anne Hathaway. She comes in, and she basically is just there to give her advice, <laughs> and it's not a secret we stand her who doesn't stand Anne Hathaway she's a definition of like I feel like she's super nice like super nice super loving what were your thoughts on her message to the queens fabulous um first of all I didn't know Anne Hathaway was a drag race fan I love when I find out that like celebrities like big celebrities like A-list stars and we could get into a discussion about what A-list is 
and <laughs> Anne Hathaway is up there. She's A-list, okay, bitch? You guys can think Kardashians are, but they're not. Anne Hathaway is. And I loved to hear that big stars like that are reality television fans because then I feel even better about like, reality <laughs> television. So when she was, and she's not like a regular fan, like she's, it's obvious that she's like, she watches the show. She loves it. She like actually supports it. So I was just like, yes. And the Queens, none of them asked cringy questions. Cause you know how sometimes with like Q and A's like, yeah, they ask like the basic questions, like for the fans, like, I mean, they, they're like super fans and they're like, how was it like filming this? Or what did you think? It's like the basic questions everyone asks. But obviously we got some good information out of her, like finding out that she was ninth choice for Devil Wears Prada, which if you guys have watched Devil Wears Prada, you know that that movie, you can't picture anybody else as Andy and you can't picture anybody else as uh, Miranda Priestly. So it's like Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep made that fucking film. So I'm glad they went with choice number nine. Okay. (laughs) There you go. After that, they go onto the main stage with Michelle to record their individual parts. I wrote a couple notes, just brief mm-hmm. notes. So Tina did great. She was very extra theatrical. Olivia was mm-hmm. doing the most. She was asking all these questions. And Tina made it a point to be like, under all that niceness, I know Olivia's shady. She's a diva. Yes. And I've been calling it. I've been saying it. Listen to the tapes. Mm-hmm. I've been saying the same thing. But um, Simone... Simone, Simone, Simone. She cannot differentiate between Ogo, Ogo. I don't know if it shorts her memory. I don't know if it was shady editing, but she's like, <laughs> Ogo, Ogo. Oh, it was a mess. Candy and her lisp were just there. I mean. You just can't understand her. I felt bad. I was like, you could have picked a different part, honey. Can yeah, I'm you like, your strengths? I'm like, you read through the script. Why did you think that was a great option? But eh, it is what it is. Exactly. Elliot is super underwhelming. And Utica gets the tongue twister. She's like something about algorithm and mathematical. And this is what I hate about drag race is that the judges sometimes give bullshit advice. Michelle then just repeats the thing. And she's like, it's actually. And then she reads it. And I'm like, how the fuck does that help? You guys both have. The Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I don't get it. Like, okay, you repeating it is not going to help me anymore. Um, really quick, my cousin, Jacqueline, you know Jacqueline. She does not like Olivia Lux either. Queen. She, I was talking to her yesterday. Queen, this is exactly like, why I said I met the I wrong. I just can't. I met the wrong person. I'm supposed to be besties person. with Jacqueline. <laughs> it's off, the truth. Okay. Like, we're on the same wavelength. We love that. Maybe that's why I gravitated towards you because growing up, Jacqueline bossed me around. So I was okay with you bossing love me around. That. Oh, we love no. that. Connection. We love that. <laughs> but um, moving on, we then see the queens learn the choreography with Jamal Sims. Again, a little bit of notes. Mm-hmm. Olivia did great. Simone was super awkward. Utica, I find it so funny how she made fun of Simone, but then the bitch herself is awkward. It's like, ma'am, <laughs> don't do that. Get Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Candy does all right. Rosé does great. And I guess because I watched it two, three times, I then realized that, you know, the when you think of like your typical musical theater dance camp kid, where they're just like, yes. I'm going to sing. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be animated. That's the vibe that she gives off. Like, this wasn't just a character. Like, this is her life. This is how she carries herself. And after watching yes. it two or three times, like, it made sense that she went, like, she won the challenge because she's just that bitch when it comes to musical theater. But um, yeah. she did great. And then we see Mick, and Mick is just awkward. 
Mick is not a dancer. We've seen this time and time again. Mick cannot dance. I don't know if it's yeah. because they're white. I don't know the correlation in that, but they cannot dance. <laughs> they're then getting ready for the runway and they start talking about social media. Candy goes on about how Aja and Valentina and that whole storyline and how she received the hate from that because as we know, they were in the house of Aja together and she talks about how it's kind of negative because all the blowback that fans give and they can be hateful, but at the same time, it's helpful because because of social media, she became more known. She then talks about her viral meme that was all over Twitter and, you know, the sitting alone in VIP, which had you seen yes. this? I'm sure you like, had you not seen this or no? Like, had you seen this or no? The VIP. I had seen alone. that meme, but I never put two and two together that it was candy. But when I first started watching the show, and I saw Candy, I was just like, we need to be fight. Like, I was like, Candy looks like that meme. And I, never, and I felt bad thinking that. <laughs> That's hilarious. We love that. Um, <laughs> after that, they I don't know how they came about. I guess exposure. I don't know. Knowing people. But then they talk about the crush, which they think it was a crush. But they talk about how Tina Burner dated Graham Norton, which, fun fact, he actually is one of the judges on Drag Race UK. Go check that out if you oh. want. Um. And then they talk about crushes and Denali was like, did you guys also have crushes on like Aladdin and Hercules? And everyone's like, bitch, what are you talking about? And it's funny because my sisters, my sisters were like, no, yeah, I I know. They're like, I knew that was a thing. Like people having crushes. I'm going to ask you, did you ever have a crush on like an animated? Who was your animated crush? (laughs) Hercules. Oh, see, look. So it's, it's not like out of the ordinary. It's a thing apparently. Um, Love that for you guys. Now, when people say the beast, that's where you gotta um, be like, oh, not the. Beast. Okay, now it's just. <laughs> that's called bestiality. Moving on from that, we see the queens perform, and again, a couple of notes. These are the things that stood out to me. Simone's vocals were horrible. I stand Simone. Yes. I don't know what the this fuck she was giving her. in that performance yeah. because that was not it. Candy was messy. She was just cringy. I didn't like it. Yurika stood out to me. Um, I liked her Twitter outfit and I liked her her personality Mm -hmm. and her persona that she carried. I think it really stood out. Rose, of course, she did great. Very, like I said, theater kid, super campy, super extra, doing the most. And then I also really enjoyed Got Milk. Got Milk. I also enjoyed Got Mick and Denali's (laughs) performance. It really really popped, like how they said that Mm -hmm. it kind of got boring towards the end and then they they brought back life into the performance. Um, So that wraps up the Rusical. This was your first Rusical ever. What did you think? Yes. Oh my God, I loved it. And of course, like... I'm unbiased right now because I know last episode I said, oh, recommend me some musicals. Bitch, I do not have time to watch any fucking musicals. So I'm totally unbiased. I have no other musicals in my mind to compare this to. So I loved it. Obviously, if I watch more, if I watch other ones, I'll be sure to compare it. But God, God Mick and Rosé stood out to me. I liked Utica's twist on all that. Um, someone who I just it stood out to me the wrong way was Olivia just because I would have wished they would have put her in the bottom just because I wanted to hear them critique the fact that the sweat stains and then the fact that her costume was didn't, a wife beater. I was very confused by her costume. I don't get Do it. Either. Like, I was like, watching I thought it. they would have called her out. And I was watching. The, I mean, not the sweat stains, but okay. That's, no, that's me I was watching it. And I was like, I mean, I'm a fat bitch. I'd probably be sweating like that too. But like, bruh, she was sweating, and I didn't really and get her character. Show. And 
Exactly. Wear a costume that's not going to show that. Exactly. It was messy. But um, moving on to the runway category is yellow gorgeous so tina comes out in this taxi cab <laughs> look and i wrote down that she actually looked good in that black wig i think this is the best she she's did. ever looked ironically enough it just happened to be in her color like the bitch is wearing yellow orange and red so this one she was wearing nothing but yellow and it was a different look i liked it compared to her other runways her other looks yikes olivia came out in this i wrote pageant dress it was like feather feather it was very like opulent and she had this big feather puffs on her arm i liked it surprisingly uh, that's like don't really care for olivia next up is simone and she comes out in these i didn't know what to call it i was like overall suspender things and like this yellow coat i liked it yeah it was obviously fashion forward i loved it she always simone is the model utica comes out like in this mean... i'm sorry this ugly headpiece hairpiece thing and this midi- medieval dress it looks like a quill it looks oh, like a blanket yeah, yeah. i didn't care for it it was <laughs> Candy came out in the Beyonce-inspired lemonade look, which I, right off the bat, I knew what she was referencing. So kudos for her or whatever, but it was basic. <laughs> Elliot also came out in a cab look. It was like latex vinyl from her and Tina's. I'm trying to think which one was better. Which one did you, which one did you prefer? Um, Tina's. Yeah, just I think because I'm... for the first time, Tina looked, Tina looked good to me. Yes. <laughs> oh. Facts. <laughs> Rosé comes out in a mask, the mask-inspired outfit. It's a zoot suit dress, which... Yeah. Was he yellow or was it orange? Let's just point it out. It was yellow. Yeah, Michelle was being extra. She was doing the most. Like, she loves to just be controversial. I don't get her. I was like, bitch, it was yellow. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know I don't like Rosé that much, but I was like, girl, look up shades of yellow. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Stupid ass. (laughs) (laughs) Dolly's next and she comes out in this python bodysuit type thing and like Michelle said the main point of her outfit is the snake headpiece um what did you think about it I loved it I totally really I liked it because even at the end when she said you know Britney's python from her music video this is her now I I made that joke before she even fucking made that joke I was like, yes, bitch. I liked, I liked it because it, it was like a her. concept. <laughs> it, yikes, facts. No, I liked it because it was a concept. It was an idea, but I feel like it could have yeah. been more like bigger and better. But nonetheless, okay, it was I get good. You. Okay. And then last but not least, Got Mick. This is, I, I'm telling you, this is a season of repeats because first it was, first it was really? Olivia copying Simone's boxer oh, outfit. Yeah. Then it was Olivia copying Candy Muse's wig. And now we have our second yellow crash test dummy. From both crash test dummy outfits, which one did you like better? Denali's or Got Mick? Oh, shit. Denali- See? Got Mick's because Denali's was totally... Oh, I didn't no. Oh, no. Yes, now I remember. It was the bags one. I have short-term memory. You well, guys. clearly I'm Denali's worried. outfit did not send out to you because you couldn't even think of it. <laughs> so Utica, Olivia, and Ellie with two T's are declared safe. The bottoms of the week are Candy, Tina, and Simone. And the tops are Rosé, Denali, and Gomic. Do you agree with these, with the judgment? Yes. Do you? You're like plain and simple. Yes, I do. Yeah, it, it made sense for the <laughs> most part. The winner of the challenge is Rosé. And the bottom two are Candy, Muse, and Simone. This week's lip sync song is Boss by Fifth Harmony, which... Yeah. We stand like it was a good upbeat song, but I don't know if we stand the performance because just like me, a lot of the fans on Twitter were they were confused. I wrote down that Candy was doing too much and Simone was not doing enough. What did you think about the lip sync? 
yeah I was like what like oh my gosh now I'm getting into the elimination part but I saw a tweet that said this was before I watched the episode here we go another lip sync where Candy doesn't know the words so when I saw it I was just like I was like oh I don't see that she doesn't know the words but Candy has this thing where like she's in her lip syncs you don't see her lip sync like she does things to like cover herself or something. Do you get me? And that's the and you saw part. it in the musical exactly. So it's like I'm. I really don't understand what the save was. I don't understand. Like, how are we on episode nine and only four queens have gone home? Like, and then next week we're getting a COVID documentary basically because we're not getting a new episode next week. So it's just this season is going to be like fifty weeks long. Oh my gosh, T. They were like, sorry, we're we're wanting to make sure that you guys, it lasts for you guys. <laughs> exactly. But as you were saying, as far as the elimination, so they lip sync. It was all right. It was like a three out of a 10. They gave us nothing. Um, Rue declares yeah. Simone safe and Candy goes on her little speech and she's like, I'm so happy that you brought me here because you helped me with my confidence. I love you, Rue. And then she starts to walk away and Rue does this thing where he's like, wait, Candy, I'm not ready to let you go. <laughs> And everyone in the back is like screaming. They all hug. And then that's it. You know, me and Larry, because we're super fans, we had to dissect the episode. Our logic was if they were going to do this, what they should have done is kept Candy safe and then saved some and then save Simone. Because I feel like they they knew that Simone was not going to get eliminated. At this point, she's won two challenges. She's the judge's favorites. Like they love her. So, but even that, like people were saying that the double save is used rarely and when it's used it should be used you know what i'm saying like it should be used on something valuable yeah like this lip sync was not a double too. save worth was not exactly i either both of them i would have saved simone which she was saved originally but it was like what like you're really gonna like no offense no offense to candy it was just like you guys have given her how many notes? You did that with Lala Ree. You let her go. Exactly. What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, people were saying that. I the, mean, in the no, go go ahead. People were saying that the favoritism this season is so obvious, so real, so blatantly obvious. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, I have to agree because Candy. If this was any other season, Candy would have been gone the fucking third episode. This is too much. I, I'm over. exactly. She would have been gone that lip sync with Tamisha Iman. So it's like, hello. Exactly. So So hopefully we don't get more shenanigans, more nonsense, more bullshit, because like we said, this season is going to be like 50 years long, especially during COVID. (laughs) It seems like this season is never going to end. Like what is going forever? I will say this though. I just a note about the untucked. Tina and Candy strike me as the people in school that will turn in a C plus project. And then get surprised that they earned a C plus. And they'll be like, I deserve an A plus. I deserve an A plus. Like it bothers me watching them in the untucks when they're on the bottom. And they're like, I just don't understand why I'm on the bottom. And then they're just mad the entire episode. And they just have like this Fuchi face on. And I understand where you (laughs) like, where you, where you think like, oh, I did my best. But it's like, it's like honey like you didn't do your best exactly and then it's even worse when they like they project onto others and they're like well look at this person how did they do why are they it's like no honey don't how why are they not on the bottom it's very passive aggressive but um 
as we see in the preview for next week, Snatch Game. This is another Drag Race staple that I like because people usually yes! do amazing or people fucking suck. So I don't know if you saw some of the oh characters, gosh. but um, we have Patrick Starr on the panel. We have yes. Bob Ross. We see Jonathan Van Ness, I believe is his name. Yes. And Mary, Queen of Scots. Paris Hilton. So I'm excited. Hopefully this is a good Snatch Game. Um, This is going to be your first Snatch Game. Hopefully it does better than the Rusical. If you were to rate the Rusical episode, what would you give it? Okay, because I'm unbiased, I had nothing to compare it to. I would give it a 7 out of 10. I think it did lull. It was boring for a little bit. And then the Russians came in. And I like that. So I'm not going to watch any other Snatched Games. (laughs) Um, so that I'm unbiased and I don't have anything to compare it to. And then afterwards, I'll compare it later, you know? And you should myself. definitely, again, <laughs> you should check out um, Trump the Rusical. I feel like you'll really enjoy that one. But um, to okay. wrap up this episode, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys tune in to the other portion where we talk about whatever we talk about. I'm tired. I don't remember. Um, make sure to follow our <laughs> social media. Make sure to follow the pod Instagram that no bs the but i'm drunk what is the instagram <laughs> it's at no bs pod yeah i feel like we're so peppy in our fridays uh, friday episodes and wednesday episodes for our reality recaps you guys get us like half drunk even though we haven't <laughs> drank any liquor you get us like sleepy and it's funny because we start off we're super into it i love our recaps but i think we just slur our words we need to work on i specifically me i need to work on enunciation but at no bs pod you guys yes go, go check us out us. and like little behind <laughs> the scenes tea we film both episodes at the same time all in one take so it's constant exactly going constant energy energy pick it up pick it up like it's hard this is hard if you guys <laughs> think you can do better than this then um join us on an episode but uh and start a podcast <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i said thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next episode bye bye Bye.